that was uh, not a real good performance, um, you know, which falls on me. That was, uh, we weren't real sharp, you know, it wasn't real clean. We had penalties, we had turnovers. Uh, one of those was for seven points, uh, which was the difference in the game. And, and then defensively, man, it just, you know, we weren't, we weren't good. So <clears throat> special teams made some plays, but then there was a couple we gave up too. So it was just, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't clean. And that, that's on me. Yeah, well, it's this Monday show where all the stuff that happened since last we saw you, Karen. That was um, Thursday. Thursday. Lots of <laughs> shit happened. Lots. Yeah. Like the Lions. Who? Exactly. The Spartans. Uh. <laughs> right? This this governor's race. Wow, what a mess. So, you know, let's get, the, let's start. The cesspool. At just <laughs> everything, right? Uh, joining us. Wait, we have... Um, Senator Tom Albert, the chairman of the House Appropriations Committee in Michigan, he walked. He just walked. Like, up. Because why, Mark? Because the budgetary uh, spending. process. Spending, yeah. We don't have it. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Spending. But can you blame him? Yeah, well, you know, we're going to ask him. Like, you know, when, when you head appropriations, you mm -hmm. are the king's shit. Yep, right? that's, that's the power. That's a hard thing to walk away yeah, from. Yeah, but like, that's there, therein lies the power. So to walk away from that, there's something there. And you know, when you're when you're done, then you go find your million dollar a year job. Cause that's that's where all the beds are feathered, right? And he walks. That's true. So really interesting. But let's just start all the way at the top, right? <laughs> President Sleepy Joe Biden, while we're on the air, right? He's speaking at the what was that shit called? The White House Conference on uh, Hunger and health, nutrition, nutrition and Health and Health, yeah. right? And he's thanking everybody that helped us put another Spending package together, which <laughs> for food money. is nice because increasingly we got less and less food, right? And uh, he's thanking everybody for being there. <laughs> and he, he thanks the Republican representative from Indiana, Jackie Walorski, who died two months ago. Mm. He was looking for In a car crash. <laughs> and he's looking for her and <laughs> roll that. Maybe he misses her. He's got such great energy. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Uh -oh. I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this. She's dead. He said she wasn't going to be <laughs> here. See, don't go off the teleprompter, Joe. And you should have your wife standing there. So you don't do shit like that. Tugging you know, on his arm. You notice this is the only president in, in, in my well, memory that's always got his wife so he doesn't walk off. Yeah. But Charlie, you said don't go off the teleprompter. Let's not forget when he stuck with the teleprompter and he read the instructions, stop speaking. Oh, that's right. Remember, yeah. remember that? Yeah. Uh, end of line. I yeah. Think. End, end of line. End of sentence. Yeah. Turn around. Something. Whatever. He read the instructions that were in the parentheses. So. I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, I, I didn't vote for this guy and I certainly didn't vote for Trump. And this is... Looking like 2024? That's what we have. Well, what maybe not. Thankfully, though, when he makes a gaffe, at least he's got, uh, you know, the White House to cover for him. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, <laughs> uh, what's, what's that chick's name with the binder? Um, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre. Jean yeah. Corinne Jean-Pierre. Yeah. All right. So 
press wants to know. Now they're going after a little bit. They, they want to know, like... They gave her a honeymoon. You, you know, like, what's up with uh, the president? He got all his marbles. We got any take from that? Yeah, here we go. Today, the president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming... Uh, the congressional champions on this issue, and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. She should know he's dead then. Are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. Yeah, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, Bob, because I'm trying to get my head around the response. If the late Congresswoman was top of mind for the president and her family was expected to be here, and that's what he was thinking about, what, why was he looking for her? I'm, I'm not trying to be snarky here. No, I mean, and again, I think people can understand. I think the American people out there who, you know, watch the briefing uh, from time to time, maybe at this moment, will understand when someone is at top of mind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is uh, that is not an unusual. Uh, unusual scenario there. Yeah, I mean, I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him. <laughs> when you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president, then we can have this conversation. What? Okay, go ahead. What go ahead. the fuck does that mean? Yeah, oh. that that wasn't that that. But I mean, in all honesty, what could she say without throwing him under the bus? Without well. saying that clearly. He's not all there. I mean, so, I mean, on one hand, you have to applaud the fact that she really tried to navigate something that was not manageable. I mean, there's no answer for that. Well, especially in her binder that they prepare for yeah, her every morning. <laughs> everything she said, she's reading out yeah, of the that's true. I mean, you got to be the dumbest press secretary I've ever seen. And I've seen some dumb ones. Yeah, but you got to <laughs> be able to think on your feet. But for that, you can't, you can't get, you can't get out of that. You can, you can use like a brain fart. Yeah, yeah she, he forgot she died. Well, we but just, I'm saying, you, without, without, I mean, it's not like he hangs out with the woman, and you know they they have Tupperware parties together. Yeah, like, but, but oh yeah, that's right. Well, you know, again, like you said, either he sticks to the script. Um, you know, he's not mentally astute enough to 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 go off of the script. But yeah, there's there's no so there's no answer for that without throwing him under the bus. This there's is, just not. This is just not good. So, who's running the country? <laughs> Nobody. Well, no, you know, like the chief of staff, his wife, uh, what's a uh, national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, who's like a, just a whelp. Like, yeah, but what are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, pitching this one. Yeah, uh, Trump. It's not Trump. You know, it's not Trump. Trump's, Trump's gone. Mm. Is right? he? Yeah, well, he was, he was in Macomb <laughs> this weekend. That's another piece, new 5,000 strong. But- What's he offering? I mean, that, you know, Dixon was there, DePerno was there, Karama was there, the big three on the Republican side, which looked like the little three. Mm -hmm. And it turns into a stop the steal rally, mm -hmm. right? The You were saying before the show, it energizes the base. And I'm like, the base is already energized. You got to figure out how to get us. But that's what resonates with them. So, I mean, of course, you know, when, when you're, you, they always say, read the room, know your audience. That's it. That's what they want. That's what they're, most of them are still talking about two years later. I mean, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, but, you know, every, have every, substance. Ev you know, every major Christian religion's got people going door to door trying to convert people. Yeah, well. They, they don't go visit, like, you know, 
Orthodox Greeks. It's you a know, lack. The priest doesn't come it's walking around. It's a lack of strategy. I haven't strat- seen you in church, my son. <laughs> it's a lack of strategy, Charlie. It's, it's crazy, right? Yeah, well. A lack of strategy and a lack of money. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Wimmer's just, okay, because what does this all have to do with Michigan? This gubernatorial election is almost over. I mean, Whitmer's really positioning herself for a run for the White House. That's really what this has become. Well, I'm hearing Whitmer will run for president. Duggan will run for governor. Can you imagine? Gilchrist <laughs> wants to run for mayor. And then you've got Budacek for senator. Now, that's that's the alignment that's coming that's how they're playing this out that's how it's that's how it's coming well i mean and now let me say this okay because this is an lbs news hour uh what i understand is that gilchrist wanted to run for mayor but had to abandon that uh interest in order to accept the position as lieutenant governor so i guess this is a trade-off all right if i go here then i'll allow you know then you'll be allowed to run for for mayor look how they just move these like you know pieces on a board but people have to understand what did you do in the last position right and why would i now take you or support you in another position to not do anything in that one well, either that's easy that's easy i know that name well that too that's yeah, all it you're is right i know you're that absolutely name right yeah. so. and then you never you never look at the record like especially now with all the fake money look detroit's in a world of hurt the state of michigan's in a world of hurt the the, the federal government's in a world of hurt but when you just keep sliding fake money around it to patch over it to look like things are going all right, well, what does that leave us in the future? That that leaves broke. Yeah, the next <laughs> asshole to, to hold a position has to deal with it. Yeah, yep. but they're they're printing money and act, acting as though there are no implications for doing so. And, and, <laughs> right. And you, do you really think the Republicans have any faith in Tudor Dixon? There's like no money. She's raised no money. There's no commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. Like, I haven't seen one commercial. It's so bad that a group of bikers in, in Gratiot County, which is like, you know, the that's, thumb. That's a, that's a commercial. I though. say this lovingly, you know, a bunch of rednecks. I say that lovingly. Like, they got to take it on themselves because w- what's going on? Do we do we have that commercial? Yeah, okay. Yeah. For those of you listening, just, you know, come back to the show. Uh, you know, give it a click. Take a look. You, you got to see this. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Older white people with long gray hair and bandanas and leathers standing around their motorcycle deciding to put a commercial together. And and you know how you know they're real people? Terrible acting. So don't let the bad acting take away from the message. I'm I'm being serious. You know, this is the sincerity of it. I think that works, actually, because they're not real actors. And, and, And they're putting the playbook together. That the Republic, Republicans should have in, in the that. last four that's years with, with these Democrats in this state. They pulled the content, that's for sure. Here we go. Hey, have you seen the TV ads with the governor talking about the great things she's done for Michigan? She's a liar. Whitmer can say what she wants, but we live here. Just look around, man. During COVID, Whitmer locked down businesses like the Owasso Barber and put one woman from Holland in jail. Oh, yeah. yeah. 3,000 restaurants closed. And she's pro-business? Yeah, right. And what about those higher gas and food prices? Our schools were closed for almost two years. Poor kids. Speaking (laughs) of kids, Whitmer says she's going to work like hell to keep killing babies. And she put COVID patients in Graham's nursing home. Graham died alone. Oh. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm voting for the other chick. What's her name? 
Tudor Dixon. What's her Okay, let's roll. Watch out for potholes. Whitmer never kept her promise to fix the damn roads. It doesn't get any more real than that, Charlie. Oh, my God. Right? It doesn't. <laughs> oh, no. I can't help but laughing at poor Graham Dunn. I know. Poor the way Graham. is just the way the line was delivered. And she has a American flag as a. They're like old hippies, but you know, they're hey, cool. that's what that, that's, hey, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You, it doesn't. When when you ask for quote unquote endorsements, it has to come from 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 the people, mm-hmm. and those are the people. And if that's what they feel, like like Mark said, I mean, that's it. Doesn't get any more sincere than that. And let's face it. I mean, the press doesn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know true. what I mean. Like deservedly. Tudor Dixon or abortion stance, right? But you want to talk about nursing homes? Uh, we we did everything we could. No, you didn't. You, you you lied about the deaths. You didn't monitor them, right? You 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 commingled them. You lied about that. That's what they said. And, and, and the press doesn't want to even look at a record, right? Because I'm going to tell you why. Because Michigan's a backwater. And if you got somebody coming out of here like Whitmer, that means the national press becomes buddies with the local press mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're part of the cool kid clique yep. that they never were. They That's don't true. understand budgets. I, I read it and I try to get a, an idea of what's going on with these mega funds and these tax breaks and development deals. And they don't really get it. They rewrite mm-hmm. press releases. It's the same in this city. Remember the miracle, the comeback? Mm-hmm. In 2019, I wrote it was a myth. It was a myth. And now it's a myth and you're starting to see people write about it, but it's too fucking late. That's true. That is true. Well, so once it's too late, where do you go? But this also shows too, Charlie, that people have not forgotten those issues. So whether or not the press is bringing them up, you know, the average residents um, are not, they, they've not forgotten those things. Well, let me see. Do, is, uh, is Tom on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. Hey, this state representative, uh, Tom Albert, who uh, until last week was the head of the House Appropriations Committee here in Michigan. Uh, Tom, you you walked away. You resigned. Why, bro? Oh, and a Republican, by the way, just because we're not partisan. We let everybody know. I should also uh, put a a note in there. I'm a state rep, not a state senator. I I am running for the Senate. What did I just say? You said state senator. Well, thanks for the correction, because we like to keep it correct. I know you're a state rep. You're from Lowell. My apologies. You know, it's it's hard to make the trains run, Tom. Yeah. No, I guess, you know, I would just say it was, you know, it was the wrong bill. I didn't like the process, and it was totally the wrong time for that type of bill. Well, explain what it was in in regular people terms. It was $1.1 billion of spending. You know, put that in context. We just got done with a $76 billion budget about month and a half, two months ago. And this was $840 million for basically big corporate uh, economic development for five different projects. And then there was uh, about $250 million of just other stuff in there. I guess you'd, some of it was book closing type stuff that we should have normally done in December. Some of it was just kind of, I guess, in normal terms, just pork. So where'd this money come from? I mean, you know, we're desperate all the way around in this country. Where where are we getting $1.2 billion? Is that federal stimulus money? Is that sales tax and income tax? Well, think of it this way, Charlie. I mean, the federal government has just injected money every place you could imagine. And what that's done is it's increased state revenues because, um, you know, sales taxes are up. People are buying more goods. People's wages are going up to keep up with inflation, so that's increasing income tax receipts. So 
that the we have about before this bill, we had about three point five billion dollars of general funds just sitting on our balance sheet, just sitting there tempting people to spend it. And we also had another three point five billion in the school aid fund. So there's just a ton of cash out there and people just wanted it, you know, to spend it. And so where's all that federal stimulus money they sent? Is that's not even part of this, is it? That's just tax receipts you're talking about. There was a small portion of it, but it was it was small ball stuff. If you look, we received $6.4 billion of the discretionary funding. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have about $800 million of that left, uh, you know, at so, the end of the budget. So cycle. we blew through all that. During the budget. Yeah, this was kind of beside the point. This was really, for the most, all intents and purposes, this was state funding. So let me go like this, Tom. I was uh, sitting around watching Lions football. It was miserable. So I decided to do something fun. Math. <laughs> since 2019, right? When Whitmer took office, since then to 2022, the state budget has grown 35%. Inflation in that time has grown 16%. And revenues have grown 3%. After inflation, that means the budget increased 20%, and revenues have fallen 16%, and yet we keep spending and spending and spending. Yeah, it sounds like a recipe for a tax cut for me. I mean, we need to put this money back in people's pockets. I mean, we're coming up on what could possibly be the biggest recession that will have happened in anybody's lifetime. I don't care if you're 90 years old. We're coming up on something that could possibly be very, very bad. If you look at the inflationary pressures we're seeing in the U.S., the Federal Reserve is about a year behind where they should be. So they're playing catch-up, raising rates very fast, and it's just hammering our economy in the U.S., but if you look globally, you look at what's going on in Europe, it's a disaster. I mean, the energy crisis they're having because of the conflict between Ukraine and Russia is, uh, they're, they're worried about even heating their houses this year. And if you look at what's going on in China, their slowdown is really bad. They keep locking down because of COVID protocols. It's, it's causing supply chain disruptions. It's basically what we have is a financial mess. And really, I really thought it was prudent. Let's just wait until the end of the year. There's no emergency. We don't need to spend any money right now. Let's see what happens for a couple months before we look at it, doing another bill. Well, you, see, and, what, you, uh, you, you know, see what happened in Britain. They're going to do a tax cut and it sends the markets into turmoil. We don't need a tax. Put it in a rainy day fund because, folks, here's really what's going on. Inflation is at 10%. So even if we bought the same amount of stuff, the tax receipts right, will go up. 10%. If you got a raise, it's not 10%, it's 5%, but the amount of income taxes you pay goes up. We haven't really created any new money. It's inflation money mm-hmm. and they want to spend it. That's what's going on. Now, Tom, you said it's a billion dollars in pork. Among those pork projects is a battery plant on the west side of the state, right? For what's the name of this firm? Uh, Goshen. And Goshen is a Chinese firm. It's from the People's Communist uh, Republic of China. So we're now, we've given all of our factories and all of our technology to the Chinese. And we're begging these motherfuckers to come here and we're giving them money? Is that what I'm to understand? You know, I, you said it, not me. That's, that's what the value proposition looks from my angle as well, Charlie. 
How much money is, is going to the Chinese here? It's, I don't know. I think I've seen publicly it's somewhere between $100 million and, and $200 million. But you don't know? I don't know. No. The, the former the head of the Appropriations Committee is kept in the dark as to what we're going to swing to the Chinese. Right, Tom? I have to be a little careful. I, I do have a non-disclosure agreement. So a I've had conversations with MEDC. A public I don't, have a I do not know agreement. the exact number, but I can tell you what I've seen publicly is between 100 and 200 million. Who is your non-disclosure with, Tom, if I may ask? Yeah, as my representative and head of the with House it. Appropriations Committee, Representative Tom Albert. Who'd you sign that it's with? with the MEDC. The Michigan the Economic the Detroit, Detroit News did an article on it. Well, we don't speak the name of Voldemort on this program. We got you. So there's we, we did it. We did it, too. We actually broke it. So now, in order to discuss economic development with a quasi-public-private entity like the Michigan Economic Development Corp messing with our money, you, the representative in a democracy, have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Hey, that's what they wanted. Do so, you, do you uh, have if a I could go back in time, I, I wouldn't have signed it just because the optics of it looked terrible. And honestly, I didn't really get that much information. So it wasn't really worth it. So what I've been doing is I took an approach when I was a probes chair. Of, if you go back and look at the committee hearings we had with MEDC, I, I grilled them. And I'm glad I did because we, I asked a lot of questions, specifically going back to that Ford deal. Uh, and I, I really said, like, basically, what will happen? What happen if they don't keep the job numbers up? And they... I really made him walk through it, and it was through an open public forum. You, you said that there were some economic development projects uh, that, that had the bulk of the money. Do you remember what any of those projects were, or can you discuss or disclose those? I don't know what they're going to be. Uh, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't part of this process. I put out a statement about a month ago saying I'm not supporting spending any money at this time. And uh, so this essentially, you know, there was a... a, a a process that went on without me being there. So I'm not 100% sure what the projects are going to be. Now, Tom, what you did support was in the last budget, right? That $76 billion. There's like a billion dollars plus just in pork. We're going to give Stephen Ross and Chris Illich $100 million. Uh, um, the former deputy emergency manager of Detroit is working on something in Ann Arbor, big development. There's going to be public money. Why did you support a billion dollars in midnight spending to these concerns. If you're so concerned about the money, why did you hand out a billion to special interest? Because you got to put it in context. I also got $2.6 billion for paying down debt. I had $750 million to get every municipality in the state of Michigan to their pension system to a minimum of 60% funding. There was over $1.5 billion put into our teachers' pension system. Uh, we increased special ed funding by over $250 million. We did, we did a lot of good, Charlie, in that budget. I know. So what and, you're uh, saying really is in, of, in order really to... I'm proud of the projects that we came up with. In totality, is there stuff in there I didn't like? Yes. You're darn right that there was. But you mean you had totality, to do that. You had to do that because special interests that run Lansing, uh, your superiors in the party, the Democrats, everybody, if, if you want the right things done for the community and society in the state, then you're going to have to play some ball, right? That's called the dirty backroom deal-making, right? I mean, in negotiation. Yeah, yeah. Man, but keep, keep in mind, though, like I was able to keep back $7 billion cash on the balance sheet. That's why we're in this mess right now. 
that's why it was so tempting for people to come back, take another bite of the apples, because it, it could have been a lot worse. I, I can guarantee you some of the things that were thrown out on the table, it could have been a lot worse. Lansing's a cesspool, isn't it? You know, it's easy to take that cynical look, but I'll tell you, you know, this was a not the most fun week I've ever had, but the amount of people who have come up and just, you know, been been just great people, great friends, and have been with me, you know, it's easy to take that cynical look, but it's, there's problems. I'm not going to lie. There's problems there, but, but there are really good people there who go there with genuinely good intentions to, to look out what's best for their community and for the loved ones. But then someone like you realizes that no matter how good you are or no matter how much good you think you're doing, that we're still repeating behaviors and activities that aren't in the best interest of the people who put you there. So that's not yeah, cynical. You know, there's always there's always next election too. I mean, and that's what you got to worry about, bro. <laughs> well, listen, um, state representative Tom Albert, you're running for state senate, Tom. Yes. All right, good well, luck. That's why you call them senators. I that, mean, oh, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, well, I'm not making any prognostications. <laughs> well, perhaps you are. <laughs> we'll talk to the bikers of Gratiot County. <laughs> okay, maybe you they'll know? support him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What can or will you do differently so that, you know, that, I mean, or can anybody really do anything different? I mean, I, I tend to think that the process is so entrenched that no matter who's there, you really can't change much. You can. I feel like I've made a difference. Sometimes it's incremental. You know, one, mm -hmm. one thing that keeps going through my head this last week is, you know, this, this Bible verse of what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And, uh, vanity, you know, vanity. you just got to keep fighting. You got to put your vanity. faith in the Lord and you got to keep moving and good things will happen. Got to have faith. You got to, you got to have a set of balls too. And you got to, you got to, you got to work hard, right? That's how you. I learned that in the Marine Corps. So. Oh, in the Marine. Look at that. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thank you. Good luck and um, keep on fighting. God bless. Take care. You too. Thanks. Take care. I didn't hear that. You know, you got to make the deals. <sighs> yeah, I mean, but on one hand, you know, when I hear that he gets up and he leaves, he's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. But then he turns around and says, okay, well, I want to do that. And it's pretty. Uh, but you, you, you hear what he was saying, though. Yeah, like, like I, I got this, 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 and this. We had to put that in. And then they came back around and did some extra spending. But that's what happens, though, Charlie. And that's what people don't understand. Well, I'm, I, well you know, it's not the process, Karen, I want them to understand. Okay. I want them to understand what they just did. Okay. What they just did. Spending money we don't have in an inflationary period instead of sitting on it. You gave it to the fucking Chinese. Well, we need the jobs. Well, I don't know. We gave $3 billion to GM. You know, that's that mega shit. Mm -hmm. Given all these deals all day long. Look, If you look at that Gilbert skyscraper out there, nothing's moving today. Everybody's moving out. Really? 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 Didn't Wisconsin give money to the Chinese for Foxconn? And that kind of blew up, didn't it? Never happened, right? Yeah. Right? I just, the NDA for a public official signing an NDA, well, regardless of what the deal is, yeah, it just I, doesn't sit well. Just, it sounds like bullshit. It does. In general, that's almost like having them sign a non-compete. Like, yeah. you are a public official. Right. But somebody, somebody that worked for Duggan slipped up early on and said that they signed an NDA. So, I mean, we probably have some NDAs on file that, that should not be you gotta on fight, file. You got to fight the power. I'm yeah. not even sure they're legal, man. And, yeah. and How does and that if, work? If you listen to the state representative, 
it's a shell game between mm -hmm. sales tax, which goes up because the price of everything went up, your income tax because your wages went up, but not at the level of inflation and all of this fucking COVID money. It's a shell. So what are you spending it on? Mm. At least I have some good news. Mm. At least. And what is that, Charlie? Well, the... Detroit police have been offered a contract. It's mm -hmm. uh, rank and file. I have to vote on it. Lieutenants, sergeants, and rank and file will receive, if this contract goes through, a $10,000 immediate wage increase Great. plus four-year um, cost of living adjustment okay. over four years. So 16% inflation. Is that retroactive or going forward? Going forward. Okay. Now, if you really look at 10000 what we've been through since 2019, you're basically a little bit even, got a little bit more. I don't want to argue with it. Right, I got you, but 10,000 is 10,000. It's, it's and, historic. And, 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 and it's a start. It's historic. Yeah, and but it's you know, a start. we've been bitching, I've been bitching. You had to cut when you were, you know, basically the mayor of this town. Stop saying that, Charlie. Okay, well, you know, like the deputy mayor, when you were the one no, trying to soft that. land this right. dirigible filled with hydrogen called Detroit, we had to cut. Public safety's that's true. wages by 10%. 10%. So, okay, that's good. We've been advocating for some, you know, yep. credit yeah, where it's due. Right. I'm going to give Mayor Mike Duggan a hand. Yeah. I mean, that's, we've me been say, calling for Charlie, it. let me say this. People always say, you know, oh, you guys just don't like, so it's not about liking anybody or anything. I don't, I don't care enough about it to like or dislike it's about what's happening and the implications of those decisions or lack thereof this is not personal i mean it's not personal at all well you know starting wage now for detroit cop is on par with the surrounding suburbs right which is good because we're losing a cop a day i was going to say that should be part of the retention strategy because they do they yeah leave. it's called money yep. Yep. you know what i mean right. so that's good and so you know how does the mayor say he's going to pay for it through increased revenue like what increased revenue? From what? Like Meridian's moving out. You know, I mean, the, the workers aren't back. GM's mm -hmm. backtracked on it. Yeah, they have. Income tax receipts have gone down. That's not how he's going to find $25 million a year. How he's going to find $25 million a year is the $840 million that Sleepy Joe sent here to cover up the maggots. That's where he's going to get it. And that's how it should have been spent. Mm -hmm. And that's what the that's president true. asked him to do. Okay. So. Don't forget next year, we got to find $200 million a year every year to Pension pay the pensions. Yep, that's true. So that'll be someone else's problem. That'll be somebody else's and problem. And that was the that's plan. Yeah. And that's well, the plan. Of course. Yep. That's how it always works. That's but again, plan. in the short term, it's a good use of money, of these fake dollars, and it should go to the police and the, and the, and the paramedics who aren't getting yep. it EMS. and the firefighters who aren't getting it. They should get it. It's a good start. That's some good news. That's true. Maybe make your neighborhood a little bit more livable. Let's hope so. That's all we can do. But it is a start. But my thing is, is that, you know, why just stop at 10? If, if we're spending fake money, why not go for broke? <laughs> well, come I'm on. just saying. Come you know. on now. Come on. <laughs> why <man>? not 20? <laughs> but this got to piss Black Lives Matter off. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, the thing about it is, Charlie, the reality is that I think a lot of it, people were saying, you know, defund the police. I, I don't think that's what they really meant, even though a lot of people said it. Absolutely. I, I don't think that that was I, I think it was, you know, a, a means of deescalating the 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 the. the, the tension between the community and the police, which we don't have here. I mean, that's the other thing. We really have to acknowledge the police department here. We don't have those issues. Even when they were rioting, I mean, we had like a fake riot. Like it mm -hmm. wasn't a 
Like they were just out trying to, it just didn't happen that way. So we should applaud that relationship and try to build on that relationship and not duplicate the failed relationships in other cities around the country. We, yeah. don't, we don't have those issues. And you know, we don't. I, I mean, officers here. We me, never have. They know, but the thing is, when you're not putting your hands on anybody and you're not making arrests, then it's easy to have a relationship because there is no rub. The, the, the problem with the relationship between the community and the police here is there aren't any. Yeah, that's true. Right? We know there's nobody covering downtown. This is a really good start. And Flint got its money. And Flint is a, you know, the mayor's up for re-election. Nobody's even calling that out. It's a debacle. Remember, I told you I was going to try to get these 911 numbers. Mm -hmm. They're starting to come in. Okay? And here's what I know. According to, you know, Genesee County. Mm -hmm. Between August of last year and August of this year, there were 115,000 911 calls to the Flint police. 47% of them were never answered. Wow. 47%. How does this play out? Again, I was doing math, watching the lines. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Did you add up the score? <laughs> By my estimation, and again, this isn't exact because I'm sure this place like Newark or, you know, Rialto, California <laughs> or Fresno, I didn't look at, but in terms of murder rate in this country, mm -hmm. Jackson, Mississippi has 100 murders per 100,000 people. That's tops as far as I can find. Flint, by my estimation, is number two at 90 murders per 100,000 people. Wow. For some perspective, Detroit, which is still wildly high, mm -hmm. is 50 people per 100,000. So this is a good start. Mm -hmm. And if you need... Some comparison for that. Chicago had the most murders in America last year. We always hear about Chicago. Right. 800 murders. It's huge, though. But in terms of population mm -hmm. per 100,000, 100, that's 30 per oh, 100,000. Wow. So Detroit is almost double Chicago. Flint is triple wow. Chicago. And Flint, today, they just found another body in an abandoned house. So wow. what are you going to do for Flint? You're fucking around with the pipes, the garbage contracts, the car contracts. It's a fucking mess up there. And nobody's holding anybody's feet to the fire. You take the COVID money, Mr. Mayor. It's like, I, I forget, even forget the number. Um, mm, Give me a second. No, whatever. It's between 50 and 80 million, right? I mean, you can't know every number. Nobody really cares. <laughs> but that should go to fucking public safety. That's true. That's true. That, it only makes sense. Thing, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, people always say that safety uh, is, is is a qualifier for a key uh, comfort and quality of life. And yeah, economy, I mean, yeah. It's and the economy. That's true. Public health. Yeah. That's true. Now, let me turn it to my favorite treasurer of a state political party, <laughs> Tracy Cornack, who's been accused by a whistleblower, mm -hmm. right? Former board member of the Healthcare uh, Nursing Home Association of Michigan, that he claims that she tried to bilk a brain-damaged elderly client in a nursing home of 50 grand through her insurance company. What's become of that? Nothing. But Dana Nessel, Attorney General Dana Nessel, who Ms. Cornack was on her transition committee, you know, good pals, announced last week that they were charging a Macomb County woman for bilking one of her guard, you know, somebody that she mm -hmm. was the guardian conservator of, and she faced prison time. But on this one, nothing. I'm being told from that nursing home where Ms. Cornack's client lived that um, 
agent showed up with a badge and a gun from the AG's office and encouraged them to close the case on Miss Cornack. Wow. Right? Interesting. Which is okay. No, it's not. But I have it through sources that Miss Cornack's law license is being challenged on the grounds of fraud and improper billing and et cetera, et cetera. And that um, an investigation has been opened up and she may lose her law license. I don't know. This thing would go way past the election. You know that. That's the point. But it's there. It's open. The investigation's begun because sometimes the political parties can't shut off all avenues to a righteous investigation. Not saying anybody's guilty of anything here. But there sure is a lot of paperwork. Yeah, but you also can't cherry pick what you uh, pursue and what you don't. I mean, the, the law is supposed to be evenly applied. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't do that. You should not do that. That's and, not right. And you don't, you know, like, every, you know, like the Democrats, Nassau, Whitmer, et cetera, et cetera, running on abortion and to, and to protect a woman's right and her health. Okay, it's a fair position. But what about the health of these elderly people? Right. Right? There, there's been no accounting, no investigation. Nestle refuses to do it. And even was the keynote speaker at the Lobbyists and Healthcare Association's breakfast. Remember? Oh, yeah. Saying, I'm sick of hearing yeah. that you, you didn't do a good job. She How do we even she, know? She didn't read that room very well because it got a very tepid response. Because they know what was going on. Of course, yeah. You need a press secretary to explain I mean, afterwards. this is bullshit. <laughs> right. Let's get on to more money crimes. The There's Detroit more? fucking Lions. <laughs> That's a money crime. Okay, so you know what? You, 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 you get these Twitter fuckers, you know, these pickers and choosers. And what is that going to do with this? Just sports, man. You know, any, anything to pick. Because they don't know shit. And they're kind of weaklings. They're kind of weaklings. They're not intellectually tough. Okay. It's just sports. Okay, bro. Here you go. <laughs> we pay for 40% of Ford Field when they told you they paid for it. That's not true. Publicly financed, right? Where's our revenue share? And what do you give us? What kind of product? Sweet. The, the, the pro football team, right? Sort of represents you. Oh yeah, it's the first thing you think of when you think of a city. A lot for a lot of people, it's right? the image that you want to mm -hmm. you project, right? Of course, and of course, this team does. They cost a lot. They lose, and the media keeps pumping them up year after year when it's fake. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so. like our political parties, exactly. Well. Our right. poli politicians. <laughs> I mean, well, here's here's my notes from the game yesterday. Right? You took notes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because there's only one word you need. But you go know, ahead. Because I, I okay. Let me see here. Let me find. It. Go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, if you want to write down notes from a Lions game, there's only I one I have word. to, man. Okay, okay so. It's here. The Lions never led. Nope. Mm -hmm. They forced no punts. Seattle's one of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst defenses, one of the worst offenses. It's right? the first time in their history they played a game where they never punted. Seattle. Is that in right? In their history, yeah, which goes back, they what, come out 76? Of, yeah, mm -hmm. they come out of halftime, and Jared Goff's throwing a pick six, right? <laughs> Okay, you say, well, we need some guys on defense. Well, our new brain trust, you know, uh, Dan Campbell and the guys. <laughs> Six of your picks of the eight picks this last draft were on defense. Oops. In the last two drafts, you picked four defensive linemen. Yeah. The, the, the line is garbage, bro. Right? It porous. Yeah, the line, the defensive backs, it's, uh, it's just a mess. 
It's uh, they're not going to fix it. So I guess they're just going to be a shootout, which kind of makes it interesting, makes well, it entertaining. So they'll lose. How many, how many games losing. they got left? Okay, so they're one in three. There's 17 games. Yeah. There's 13 games left. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 13 games left to get to the playoffs. You're going to need 10 wins. Not going to happen. They got one, so they're no. going to have to go nine and three. <laughs> Right? Yeah, not going to happen. Okay, and three of those games, two are against the Packers. You're not winning that. No. And one's against the Bills. You're not winning that. No. You got to go nine and one. Yeah, not going to happen. Now, you're playing the Patriots next week. We're down to the third string quarterback. Who played pretty what... well, but yeah. Now, I. Well, the Lions got a great offense. I don't know, bro. You played Washington, yeah. garbage. You played um, Minnesota, mm-hmm. garbage, right? I'm not convinced with Philly. Oh, God. Well, Philly's really good. I, I don't think they're really good. Who'd really? they play? Okay. Who'd they play? Washington. I don't know. They're, they're undefeated. They so. played Washington, yeah. Detroit, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. Hold on. I'm not even convinced. Hold <laughs> on, man. You know what I mean? Well, no one can figure out the NFL, man. That's It's supposed it's to be really that hard. way. It's the only thing, the only uh, guarantee in the NFL is that this team is not that good. Maybe maybe six wins. Maybe seven wins. I tell telling my daughter, the NFL is constructed. Mm-hmm. Where parody you you get good you're bad you you know you if you're the worst mm-hmm. team you get the, the first pick. pick right so eventually everybody gets to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and yeah. the only non-expansion team ever to have not gotten to the Super Bowl is the Lions you got it. who's mm-hmm. got the longest playoff win drought the Lions nah uh, the Jets but that's okay no but, play oh, off, playoff win playoff yeah, okay. win yeah, yeah 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 sorry the yeah. Lions because they only have by one a decade win. yeah what's the constant. The Ford family. Fucking sell it, Bill. <laughs> Do something, Bill. People have been saying that for years, though, Charlie. But the, the, the Lions, uh, it, t- to me, are just like the, the city of Detroit. It's all yep. Everybody always believes in it. It's always on the come up. It's always going to be better. We've always got some something that's going to make a difference. Hope. And then, yeah, well, you know, and then it, it just kind of falls flat. I mean, and they always lose in the fourth quarter. I mean, it is just a pattern that just is never broken. I mean, we, we're advocating over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it worked. Like, enough pressure, the police get some money. Right? Uh, Dan Campbell, okay, <laughs> his record now, he's got, what, uh, one and a quarter seasons under his mm-hmm. belt. Mm-hmm. His record is 4-16. Is that correct? Yeah, 4-16. And one. Yeah. Which is a winning percentage of 190. <laughs> yeah. You want some perspective? That's half of the Tigers winning percentage <laughs> this year, and they're fucking blow. I mean, that's ha- you're twice bad as the fucking Tigers. <laughs> we have no winners in this so town right now, man. Why do we keep paying? Uh, I don't know. We're fools. Yeah, we just I don't want know. Something. Hope we, we do. We want it so bad that every Sunday or whenever they play, I don't know. Uh, we we think okay, this is this is going to be it. We want it so bad, just like everything else. We want it so bad. It's like okay, this is it. This yep. is going to be the this is going to be the turning point. <laughs> Here's the turning point. Mel Tucker at Michigan oh, State, nine point five million dollar coach mm-hmm. per year for ten years. What's in his kind? Mark, you were saying be, like they they suck. You were saying before the show that you know when you're on Drew's show, right? Mm-hmm. And 
and you state the obvious, you're getting slammed on social media. Why? Well, no, I mean, there's just a lot of questions about this contract. $95 million, who's really paying for it, you know? But wasn't that pretty much based on his performance last year and now this year is, eh. Sure. Okay. Sure, but I mean, do you give a 10-year well, yeah. deal after one good year? No. Well, who's paying? You shouldn't. Well, there you go. Because who's a paying? public university will not release the contract. That's Which, like the non-disclosure agreement exactly. up in Lansing. Get the fuck on now. Exactly. It's okay, well, the here's what I get on social media. The boosters are paying it, asshole. 100%. Shut up, you asshole. You don't even know what you're talking about, you asshole. Look here, you asshole. That's not true. That's the line you're fed. Oh, don't call you that. Well, it's it's LaDouche. Yeah. LaDouche. <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. But that's the, that's the line you get fed. That Matt Ishbia and other boosters are paying it. But how much are how much of the ninety five million are they paying? Let us know. You know, and the free press is suing. Has to sue. Good. Right. So I mean, as maybe they have a non disclosure. If Mel Tucker (laughs) underperforms, Mm -hmm. they're allowed to fire him, and the university has to pick up the rest of the contract. Mm -hmm. Right. So, do they have a say in his termination? And and who pays? Do the boosters pay it? Does the universe, does the un, do the boosters hire and fire the coach? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty do they just give it to the universe and go, he sucks, we're just going to pay him and get a new guy, give us some more money? Yeah. Do you really think it works that way? But aren't they probably like your political contributors? I mean, they make decisions too. I mean, off, off the record, but they're the ones who are driving decisions. If you're fighting an, an, um, a Freedom of Information Act, though, it really feels like you're hiding something they probably because are. we're fed a line of bullshit about who's paying well, this deal. And, and what they're doing now is figuring out what they can show you that oh, will come on not you know compromise them hey listen your sports radio can kiss my ass i swear to god well you know uh Mel Tucker's first year, 2020, was two and five. Then he miraculously mm-hmm. went to 11 and two. And now he's two and three and they're getting blown out. Yeah, it's getting people, beat up and pushed around, right? Yep. People are freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, well, uh, you know, this is just the second year. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how COVID. And, uh, okay. So, here, here. Well, once again, that's why you don't give a 10 year deal. Before Mel Tucker year. got here, the year before he got here in 2019, state went seven and six. Then when he got here, COVID, okay, it's a mulligan, two and five. He beat Michigan, but apparently it's a mulligan, except for that game. <laughs> then he went 11 and two last year. And so far this year, he's two and three, and it's not looking good. Now, let me give you like Harbaugh, because he took a lot of fucking shit, this guy, right? And people gave him a lot of shit for his deal. I mean, he got a mm-hmm. massive deal to come to Ann Arbor. And then they cut his salary, yep. and, then he, and he earned it back. Mm-hmm. So the two years when Brady Hoke was here, in 2013, the Wolverines went seven and six. Then in 2014, they went five and seven. So Jim Harbaugh inherited a loser. In 2015, his first year, they went 10 and three. The next year, so like Mel Tucker, right? The next year in 16, Harbaugh went 10 and three. He's catching shit. Not good enough. You're getting blown out by Ohio State. Mm. There's no cocaine in the dorms. There's no, (laughs) you know. Female (laughs) abuse. There's, you know, like uh, the gentleman. there's, There's no scandal with the program. Then in 2017, he goes eight and five. Now you start yeah. to hear sports radio, <laughs> right? Because they're all about gambling and being entertained. Guilty. And, and, you know, the university and sports culture and developing young people doesn't matter to them anymore. Then in 2019, they went 10 and three. And again, calls to fire Harbaugh. Then during COVID, they went two and four. Didn't play the Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Lost to Mel Tucker. Then last year... They went 12 and two. And he was coach of the year. Coach of the year. Yeah. They get to the college football playoffs. 
Lost to Michigan State, shouldn't whooped her ass mm-hmm. by everything well, but the score. It happens. And now this year they're five and zero. Yeah. And we know what Jim Harbaugh's contract says. Yep, every inch. And we know who's paying it. Mm-hmm. So it's time to put the guy on the hot seat since this shit has turned into pro ball and you're not getting what you wanted, Sparty. I love it. Yeah. No, exactly. Are we turning into a sports show? We, we should do a little like it's football season, girl. I mean, uh, it's the week and what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you better start watching now. I can't. I don't like it. You better start what? watching. You don't like what? Football. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you uh, you do hockey for us. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Basketball. Eh, whatever. What's your sport? Soccer? Did you guys going to go to DCFC? Oh, yes. No. So there Speaking might be a of a game. club that doesn't get any handouts, <laughs> right, that has made the playoff, they just went one league up their freshman year in the second tier, almost, one, almost to the top tier. Uh, the Detroit City Football Club went to Virginia. And beat uh, uh, London, Loudon, Loudon United. I guess Loudon United, County, yeah. right mm-hmm. out in the D.C. area. Mm. Whooped them. Yep, for nothing. Two more wins, and they get a home playoff game. Right, as I understand it, yeah, that's great. I'm going October fifteenth. I mean, that, we got a winner. We got some regular people go to. They don't siphon off the community. So congratulations to the DCFC. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna be there. The games are just a blast too. You gonna go? I, I saw. Are we gonna go? Well, the fifteenth's not the best day. Yeah, why not? Oh, oh, it's because oh. oh, it's, it's uh, Penn Michigan. State, Penn State's in town. What are you it's gonna the, do? Well. <laughs> what time's that game? Uh, I don't think they've given it a time yet. Probably noon. They so should there, do there's, Hey, there is a possibility. You ain't. Are you gonna be on drunken Ann Arbor? Yeah, probably. And shit. Yeah. All right, Mark guilty. Drink. Acting like y'all smart, better than Sparty. Yeah, I know. I drink. know. That's what I don't like. Oh, I got a photo. We'll post it later. I found a whole cache, a whole roll of Michigan State diplomas. Where? I'm scared. They're hanging in the toilet on the toilet paper dispenser. <laughs> All right, Charlie. I'm not going to let you trash MSU like that. Come on now. Babe. That's cool. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, you, you know, those those Wolverines have issues. But no, that's yeah, another. Do. Yeah, they do. Winning. No. All right. It's a new book out. Um, my friend Anthony Bourdain. It's um, called Down and Out in Paradise, The Life of Anthony Bourdain. And it really gets to the question of why would the guy with the greatest job in the world take his own life? Yeah, everyone loved him. And that's because it wasn't the greatest job in the world. You didn't get to see your family. He's gone 300 days a year. People are just hanging on him. He uh, was shooting steroids. He was drinking his ass off his parties. Alcohol gets you depressed. Then you get in with a crazy woman, right? Mm-hmm. Alienating you and, and and that's that. And and I knew it. Like I said before, his mother introduced me to him. His the way Anthony Bourdain got known was his mother Gladys, who was a copy editor at the Detroit, I mean the New York Times, took an essay he wrote about being a what really goes on as a chef in the back of a kitchen. And it's a great book. She gave it to an editor uh named um I think it's Esther Feynman. Esther is uh, she's a cool, cool lady. She's married to David Remnick, who runs the New Yorker. David ran it. Rest is history. Um, so I met him. Very cool dude. When he came to Detroit, I knew. Because first of all, when he, he got in my my car with me, I had a pack of cigarettes, half a pack, and he's like, "Hey, you mind if I get one of those? I, I really shouldn't. I got emphysema." And he smoked 
a whole half a pack by himself, just in that car, because nobody was watching him. Mm -hmm. All of his handlers and the producers, and he lived this really fucking weird life where everybody wanted a piece of him, mm -hmm. and everybody knew it was best for him. You know, he would never stay with the crew. He would stay away from them, and he would just show up, because, you know, it was weird. And um, when we were done filming in Detroit, I said, hey, Tony, you haven't, met my wife he, had, he came back to my house it was real cool and and we partied till dawn and he told the same worn out story to every firefighter every cop every restaurateur my wife my brother-in-law me the story about you know eating in chernobyl you know having a family <laughs> supper in chernobyl and it's like everybody wanted a story and that was the story everybody wanted a piece and nobody gave them a piece but that's the thing, Charlie, and people don't understand, you know, people that you see in the public are human. They have lives, they have feelings, but everybody, and, and this is the other thing, everybody thinks that they're the only person that wants something. They're the only person, I'm the only one that you need to call. I'm the only one asking you for something. But you got 50 million people converging on you, and it has a burden. It takes a, it takes a toll. I mean, it does. By uh Tony, my big brother, taught me something in, in his death. I was uh, I was in Denver on a book tour, and the phone was ringing, 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 and I finally answered it. And somebody, uh, uh, can I get a comment? Uh, Tony took his life yesterday. I was like, what? Give me a moment, right? And I looked at the hotel room, and I was alone. It was half-eaten room service. Uh, it was a cheeseburger about a six pack of beers, you know, you get a little hungover from a six pack of beers. The windows were dirty. It was just kind of old and it was just lonely. You know what I mean? I lived a life like his, not, I didn't get to do all that travel, but I've done traveling and uh, I just like, I'm done. So wow. if, if you wonder like, you know, why would I leave Fox or New York Times or, because you get to a point where your life's not yours and you don't get to make the decisions or where you're going to be that day, right? Yep. And people are looking into your life and they know something about you and it, it's really hard to give up. And I don't think he could give it up because way too many depend, people depended on him. But it's the same thing, Charlie, maybe at a different level. You know, like you said, you know, maybe he was traveling 300 days of the year. You were traveling 150. But I'm saying it's the same thing. And you get to a point when you start to realize what really matters. How do I carve out time for myself and my family? I mean, people don't people don't realize it just a little bit of public, you know, recognition. Everybody wants something and it does take its toll. Tra it, traveling it, is it fun. Does. It's yeah. great, but it's not home. And if yeah. you don't have those roots. I mean, I, I can I totally understand why it would be lonely. It would suck. And yeah. then there's the, the, the children aspect of it. Yeah. Even if you're a bad father, you want to see your babies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, you know, every yeah. bad dad Even if they're knows bad. he is. Yeah. Even if your babies are bad, you still <laughs> want to see There are no them. such thing as bad children, Mark. Don't say that. You know, when you're not seeing them, that's, yeah. that's my mom. That's the height of loneliness, I think. Yeah, well, like I said, that, Charlie, and, and, and I'm going to take the travel out of it. It's just the fact that, like you said, everybody wants something from you and they never think they have to give or can give anything to you. That can happen and you don't have to travel any place beyond your block, your home, your own city. I mean, people have to understand that the people that you sit back and admire and hear and watch and listen to, they're human too. 
They have they give they give you what you enjoy, but they also have needs. Well, I just drank my ashes. <laughs> and on that note, at least they're your ass. Here's the you, Tony. Now I got a I got a deadline. The newspapers needing something from me. I'll uh, see you Thursday. Yes, you will. All right. Mm-hmm.